Has she ever touched a dolphin in real life? No. You know, we live in Indiana. We don't have oceans. But I think if she actually got to get in the water with a dolphin and touch it and hug it, I think I might have problems getting her out of the water. This is Pick Me Up, a new podcast from Lyft and Gimlet Creative, all about people driving towards something big, both on and off the road. I'm your host, Mariah Smith. Some of my favorite conversations have taken place in Lyft rides. Lyft drivers have given me restaurant recommendations, advice on my love life, and they've told me about places that I've never been, but now I definitely want to travel to. I've met drivers who are artists, students, activists, doctors, and they're from all over the world. And with Lyft, just getting from place to place introduces me to people I might never have the chance to talk with otherwise. Which is cool because one, I love to talk, and two, I love to ask people about their lives. The thing is, though, when we get to my destination, the story might just be getting good, which is where this show begins. We asked Lyft drivers to tell us about their lives, and we got over a thousand incredible responses. We chose five of them, which was no easy task, by the way, and this season, we're bringing you their stories. Each episode, we're going to hitch a ride with one of them, and we'll learn about where they've been and especially where they're going. And along the way, we'll give them a little pick-me-up. Hope you brought some car snacks, because this road trip starts now. Seatbelts, everybody, for safety. It's a sweaty day in June, and I am in Indiana. My producer Julie and I have just met up with Lyft driver Michelle Richardson. And 65 goes all the way to Chicago. Michelle is 40, with purple and bleached blonde hair and a twist on her head, and a cherry blossom tattoo that runs the length of her arm. She's a gal born and raised in Naptown. And we call it Naptown because of Indianapolis. And sometimes people just call it Indy. The majority of us that are from here, we call it Naptown. Michelle started driving with Lyft about a year ago, when she realized that the 9-to-5 thing just wasn't going to work anymore. I have been doing IT for 18 years. I have this little girl named Holly, who is my entire sunshine in my whole entire world. She um, has special needs, and I am needed a lot at home. Um, She has a lot of hospital stays, a lot of therapies, a lot of doctor's appointments, and I was missing a lot of work. So now Michelle drives either when Holly's in school or at night when her husband Brian is home from his job. He works for a company that installs garage doors. Michelle loves the flexibility that comes with driving. And the extra cash doesn't hurt either. I love it because I get money every day. I get to cash out every day. That's going straight to a bill or going to food or whatever. Michelle's pretty tough. She's a cancer survivor, she's got a black belt in ninjutsu, which is a form of self-defense, and up until very recently, she played roller derby. I played renegade my first time playing I played renegade, which means no rules, which means you can throw elbows, you can get in fights, no hold barred. 
Michelle's derby name is Lady Luck. And when I play, I play. When it's bout time, you prepare like weeks in advance. You're eating lots of protein. And if you want to like gas the people out, you let a bunch of eggs. That way you let some gas out on people. And they're like, oh, smelly. A little insider there. Um, yeah, I, I miss derby. I miss it a lot. I stopped playing roller derby for my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, she will come before everything. Michelle's daughter, Holly, is almost 11. She has autism and a few other disabilities. And roller derby is not the only thing that's taken a backseat for Michelle now that she and Brian are parents. We have um, acquaintances. We don't have friends. Um, It's very hard to go on a family outing with friends who have children and that family doesn't understand what it's like to have a child with special needs. But that's okay because we have her in our life. She is what makes us go around. Holly's actually the reason we've come out to Indianapolis on this hot summer day. Because ever since she was born, Michelle and Brian have done everything they could to make sure their daughter was not held back by her disabilities. Now Holly has a dream, and Michelle desperately wants to help her make it come true. I'm so excited to meet Holly, and I'm thinking we might be able to give that dream a little nudge forward. Michelle lives on the outskirts of Indianapolis. As you can hear, she's got a full house. There's Brian, Holly, and two dogs. Karma, the one with the loud bark, is a big, super sweet yellow lab. And then there's Mia, their new Doberman puppy. Here's my daughter. Hey, Holly. Yeah? Got somebody here to meet you. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Holly is tall for her age. She's wearing a t-shirt and shorts, and she's also got on leg braces, which sort of look like shin guards, but on the backs of your legs instead of the front. Holly's hair is pulled back into a long braid. So we're just getting the Alfredo done, and then... um, Michelle is busy with dinner in the kitchen. Getting the shrimp tails put off the shrimp. So Holly shows us around. Judging from what's lined up on the living room shelf... She's had quite an exciting year. So that's my trophy, and that's my other trophy, and there's my... Last October, Holly took gold in the local Special Olympics bowling competition. A few months later, she was crowned Indiana's Miss Amazing Pre-Teen Queen. That's a pageant for girls with special needs. Leaving the trophies aside, Holly's like most 10-year-olds. She loves pop music, her dogs, and the color pink. She's got a sparkly pink backpack and a pink wheelchair that she uses for when she has to cover a lot of ground. Wow, that is hot pink. That's the exact same color as my nails. Yeah. But Holly doesn't want to talk about puppies or pink stuff. Instead, she wants to tell us about her absolute favorite thing. Dolphins. When it comes to dolphins, Holly is hooked. I'm talking record your own YouTube dolphin fan videos in your backyard hook. She's got books about dolphins, posters of dolphins, plastic dolphins hanging from her bedroom ceiling. 
And those leg braces I mentioned earlier, well, she had them specifically made with an ocean motif. Holly loves dropping dolphin knowledge. She starts me off with a surprising fact about killer whales, a.k.a. orcas. They're a dolphin. They are? Yeah. She can literally tell you anything about dolphins. She came up to me and said, Mommy, there's river dolphins. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. And she's like, no, river dolphins, they're pink. And I'm like, what? So I had to Google it. (laughs) You're like, now now let me learn something. (laughs) Exactly, right? Hey, well, I Googled it. Yeah, well, sure as crap there is. Holly's goal is to be a dolphin trainer when she grows up. And that means it's Michelle's goal, too. Because she wants for Holly what any parent wants for their child, a life full of opportunity. Has she ever touched a dolphin in real life? No, no. And if I, I, I almost say if she ever does, I have to have that recording because, you know, we live in Indiana. We don't have oceans. But I think if she actually got to get in the water with a dolphin and touch it and hug it, I think I might have problems getting her out of the water. Michelle and Brian adopted Holly when she was 18 months old back in 2009. It was something they'd waited for a long time. When they got the call to come get her, Michelle was just two days out of a major surgery. So she was under strict doctor's orders not to lift anything over one and a half pounds. Okay, well, I'm sorry. When you know your child is standing right in front of you, all you want to do is pick them up and hold them and kiss them and hug them and thank the Lord that they're in your presence. Brian and Michelle had driven nine hours to get Holly. So yeah, Michelle went against doctor's orders and picked up her daughter. Then they brought her home. What were those first days and months like with your little Holly? Okay, so the first night, I won't lie, I bawled like a baby because she wouldn't stop crying. I couldn't figure out, I mean, like I changed her diaper, I made sure she wasn't sick, I made sure she, you know, her belly was full. But, you know, it was the whole in the new home, new people. It was new for her. And, you know, knowing what the disability she has now, I can understand why she was flipping out. Now I can, but then I I had no clue. None. Holly is extra sensitive to our environment. She has a hard time with loud noises or unfamiliar sensations. So Michelle and Brian had to learn how to soothe her without overwhelming her. We tried um, holding her, you know, and cuddling with her, you know, how parents, like, lay in bed and this, that, and the other, but it it didn't work. Um, she, She pushed away or she fussed or she cried. So I would literally put her in her crib, and I would lay on the floor on the outside and have my hand up through the rails of her crib to show she could see and feel my energy. As a little girl, Holly had a lot of medical issues. She went through several eye surgeries, and she used to have seizures. But despite all that, or maybe because of it, she was very inquisitive. She wanted to be out in the world. Michelle devoted herself to learning everything she could about how to support her child. But venturing out didn't always go so smoothly. Holly would have meltdowns, basically, in the store because there was so much commotion going Mm -hmm. on. She didn't know how to absorb everything. So she would just just close down or 
scream and cry and you know I'd have to actually I'd have a cart full of stuff and I had to sit down on the ground and put my have her move to my legs put my legs over her legs put my arms around her chest and do a compression every few minutes do a compression a sensory compression and sing to her and rock her sing you're my sunshine you know that's 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 our song that, that calms her Sometimes strangers would make comments. When that happened, Michelle felt the roller derby girl in her just itching for a fight. Women walk by and you need to get your kid under control. Really? Do you even know what's going on with my kid? You don't live in my shoes. I said choice words with these people. Over time, Michelle realized that she was going to have to come up with a better way to respond to strangers' reactions to Holly. So now, I don't have any on me, I'd show you. Now I have business cards. The one sign says, do you know what autism is? And the other side has symptoms in what you do. These days, Holly is thriving. She's doing well in school with some extra help, and she's taken on all of these new experiences, like the Special Olympics or the Miss Amazing pageant. And there's something else Holly has been wanting to try. But Michelle says it's always been just a little bit out of reach. Too expensive, maybe too physically challenging. Which brings us back to the reason we're here in Indianapolis on a Saturday night joining the Richardsons for dinner. This looks amazing. This looks delicious. Thank you so much. Michelle thinks Holly is ready to hang out with dolphins. And you know I want to be here for that. What if... What if mommy and daddy told you there's a great possibility that you could swim with the dolphins tomorrow? <laughs> Seriously. Hit the tank with them. You get to get in the water and pet them and hold on to their dorsal fin and swim. <laughs> Holly looks like she's about to explode with excitement. She jumps up out of her chair, runs around the table, and leaps first into her dad's arms and then into her mom's. You want to hold mommy's hand? You seem really excited right now. Uh, you gonna be able to sleep tonight? Go to bed early or go to bed late? Go to bed late. Late, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So a quick explanation about what we've got planned for Holly. Not too far away, there's a zoo. And that zoo has a dolphin pavilion that's home to nine dolphins. Each weekend, a handful of visitors can participate in what they call a dolphin in water adventure. This is where trained staff take the participants behind the scenes and let them get up close and personal with the dolphins. Now, Holly doesn't swim, but the people at the zoo have assured Michelle that no swimming is required. So that's what Holly's going to do tomorrow. Which means we need to get back to our hotel and let Holly get some sleep. Goodbye, ladies. Goodbye. Yeah, See you tomorrow. Night. Thank you so much. I'm what time do we wake up? I think we, wait, we should all wake up as early as we can to make sure that we can leave here by 12.15. So whenever you think you should wake up to do that, that's when you wake up. So set your alarm and grab your bathing suit. We'll be right back after the break. 
There are a million reasons why people drive with Lyft. For Jude Doyle in San Francisco... It's really about the people. See, Jude is a social guy. It's one of the reasons that he loves driving shared rides, picking up and dropping off multiple people along the way. That said, he admits it took some getting used to. It was, it was pretty nerve-wracking at first. Jude still remembers his first shared ride. At the beginning, it was deadly quiet. And all Jude could think was, How do I cut the awkwardness? Then Jude came up with a great icebreaker, dinner. Because everybody eats. Sure enough, the whole conversation turned out from food to things that they all liked, you know, like movies. Made me realize you can get people to all come together, you know? We can all share something similar, whether it be food, movies, or even just the same ride. Jude's right. At the end of the day, we're all in this together. If you're interested in learning more about driving with Lyft, go to lyft.com slash driver. Welcome back. I'm Mariah Smith, and you're listening to Pick Me Up. When we left off, we just told Holly that tomorrow she's going on a dolphin adventure. But first, I wanted to understand what exactly we were getting ourselves and Holly into. So I called an expert with some questions, starting with, what does it actually feel like to touch a dolphin? They have firm skin, but I would say like wet suede or something. And then maybe like the firmness of a hot dog. <laughs> That's, oh my God, now I'm just imagining a hot dog wrapped in wet suede. That's amazing. <laughs> this is Leah McPherson. Leah is 21 years old and a senior at the University of North Carolina. She's majoring in biology and cognitive science. Just like Holly, Leah's loved dolphins ever since she was a kid. This summer, she's been researching them full-time as a field assistant with the Wild Dolphin Project. They spend most of their time on a boat in the Bahamas. Explain to me just what you're going to be researching on this trip. So each trip we go out and we collect um, data underwater with the dolphins. Uh, we also collect dolphin fecal samples for genetics. So that involves me diving underwater with a little plastic cup and picking up dolphin poop. <laughs> just lots of fun. <laughs> okay, you don't have to if you don't want to, but can you do a dolphin sound? Um... I could, I could try, yeah. One vocalization that they make are whistles. They have signature whistles, which are like names for humans, but the dolphin equivalent. So that could be like, uh, <whistles> if they repeat like that, that's, uh, that's their signature whistle. Uh, they also make squawks, which is like an aggressive vocalization, which is kind of like a... I told Leah all about Holly, and she was super encouraging. I mean, for Holly, she should definitely follow her heart, and it's great that she loves dolphins. I was the same way when I was 10, so, yeah, I mean, dreams come true, even dolphin dreams. All right, it's time for Holly to meet some dolphins of her own. It's Sunday morning, and the big day is finally here. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you ladies doing this morning? Good, thank you for Michelle's come to get us at our hotel and bring us back to her place. How is Holly this morning? She has been up since about, I think, about 3 o'clock. <laughs> um, she came and knocked on my door. Can we go with some dolphins? 
And I was like, no, baby, we gotta wait. Are they sleeping? Can I feed them? Can I talk to them? So she is super duper excited. She had her swimsuit on at 4.30. She's want me to do her hair about five o'clock. And I'm like, <laughs> give me just a couple more minutes of sleep, please. Just a little bit more. All right, something has to be going on. My daughter's calling me now, hang on. Hello? Hi, Mommy. Hi, Holly. What time will you be back? I'll be there at 1200, 12 o'clock. Are you waiting patiently or impatiently? Impatiently. You're not forgetting? I'm not going to forget, honey. I promise. This is your big day, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. At 12 o'clock on the dot, we're home, and Holly's at the door, her backpack packed, all ready to go. Hello, hello. It's Dolphin Day. Yay! Yay! It's Dolphin Day! It's Dolphin Day! Okay. Are you excited? Everybody's ready, so we all pile into the car, and we're off. We pass the time listening to the radio. Not a yes, sir. Not a follower. Put the boss to the moon. <laughs> then we hit traffic and Holly does not mince words. This is boring. <laughs> Finally, we're at the zoo. Brian and Michelle get out the wheelchair and then we shut off the tape recorder. We weren't allowed to record inside of the zoo, plus, you know, water and microphones, not the best combo. Here's how it all went down. We were met by one of the zoo staff, and she led us into this big domed dolphin pavilion. One side of the pavilion is filled with stadium seating, and a giant pool takes up the rest. That's where the dolphins live and where they perform to a full house five days a week. Since it was between shows when we were there, the huge room was eerily quiet. All you heard was some splashing now and then, you know, the dolphins just doing their thing. Now it was time for Holly and her parents to head to a locker room. We had to get our wetsuits on, so we had to take a shower first. This was a big deal for Holly. Leaving the leg braces behind and putting on a weird rubbery wetsuit. When the three of them came back, a trainer gave them the ground rules. Tells us how we should stand and like, with our feet apart and our hands up on our chest so the dolphins could come up and get used to us. Now there was time for a quick Q&A, which is a good thing because Holly had a lot of questions, especially about Jet, the teenager of the dolphin pack, who she's watched over and over on YouTube. Then, finally, it was time to meet the dolphins. Holly and her parents followed the trainer down some steps into a shallow part of the pool till they were in up to their waist. When she got in that water, she was shaking. She was so excited. Her voice was all rattled. The trainer gave a tweet on her whistle, and China, a mama dolphin, swam right on over. Holly held her ground, even as China made ripples all around her. Did you get splashed? Yeah. The trainer showed Holly China's blowhole, her dorsal fin, her ears. Did you get to see their belly buttons? Yeah. You to play with their belly buttons? You touched it. I saw it. Yeah. She was so excited, and when she got to actually touch that dolphin, she was crying. 
At that point, they got out of the water and headed to a deeper part of the pool, where Holly and the trainer sat down on the edge with a bucket of fish between them. And then the next pool that we went to, Holly got to actually tell them what to do, tell them to jump, tell them to scoot on the tail fin. Every time a dolphin did a trick, Holly got to reward it with a treat. What tricks did you have the dolphin do? Jet did a trick. He, it was called a circle. Can you make it sound like Nova did? Remember when she did it real loud and it kind of... Right. Sometimes after a trick, Holly clapped her hands with excitement. That was kind of confusing for the dolphin, which Holly then remembered, and so she quickly brought her hands back down to her side. All this time, Michelle and Brian were right there with her, quietly looking on. Back outside, not far from an exotic bird display, everything seems loud and bright. Holly has a big smile on her face. How was it? Good! How did it make you feel to finally see a dolphin and touch a dolphin for the first time? Excited! What'd you learn new? Dolphin tricks. And ears. What about the ears? They got holes. Oh, wow! <laughs> I didn't know that. Me either. You have to tell us about it the next time you come back, because I know you'll be a dolphin trainer here one day. Really? I believe so. You you knew more about all those dolphins than everyone else we were th that were there with us. Even Jet. Even Jet. Well, Jet probably knows the most since he is a dolphin. is going to be talking about this forever and I'll probably send you clips of her talking <laughs> at home and playing with her dolphins. I saw you tearing up in the water. Yes, being able to see your child fulfill a dream that they really, really, really love to do is, is heart touching. Being able to give my daughter stuff that she doesn't normally get is an awesome feeling. And Holly's dad, Brian, has already got his wheels turning about next steps with the zoo's dolphin program. Maybe look into doing some volunteer work, see if we can get her foot in the door a little, little later, and um, we'll take it from there. Finally, it's time for us to say our goodbyes. Goodbye. Maybe at the beach. Maybe at the beach. Then Michelle, Brian, and Holly head off. Holly wants to spend some time with the butterflies, and maybe after that, check out an exhibit with swimming monkeys. On the next episode of Pick Me Up, we meet Marcellus, a librarian who dreams of getting his own book on the shelf, featuring a unicorn and an alien. He was tall with big black eyes and a big round head. He had big floppy feet and long skinny arms. He had a thin green necklace that lit up when he looked around. And strangest of all, he was holding a cell phone. That's next week on Pick Me Up. Pick Me Up is a branded podcast from Lyft and Gimlet Creative. This episode was produced by me, Mariah Smith, 
Julie Subrin, Laura Morris, Carrie Ann Thomas, and Nicole Wong, with help from Tyler Sorensen. Sarah Geis is our editor, Zach Schmidt is our technical director, Dara Hirsch mixed this episode. Original music by Daniel Brunel. The Lyft team is Vicky Chang, Kay Hondorp, Kyle Kraft, and Alex Stody. Have you been enjoying our show? If so, you have to let us know. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts and also share this podcast with your friends or your Lyft drivers or your Lyft riders. You can find us wherever you get your podcast or at lyft.com slash pickmeup. I'm Mariah Smith, and Pick Me Up will be back next week. Hi, Holly. This is Leah. I heard that you're a big dolphin fan, and I am too. Just last week we were out there, and we saw almost 70 different dolphins. I think you'd really like them. Especially this little guy named Rudder, who comes to the surface a lot and makes this cute sound like this. Boy, 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 boy.